These are difficult times. It's winter and the pandemic continues to affect our lives every single day. And because we know this prolonged, increased isolation makes it harder to get sober and stay sober, Recovery Centers of America wants you to know that they remain open and ready to help. Recovery Centers of America is a drug and alcohol addiction treatment leader with detoxification and residential treatment centers across the East Coast and Midwest. RCA's expert team of medical professionals will customize a treatment program that works for you to help you overcome your addiction and begin a life in recovery. RCA always answers the phone and admits patients 24-7, 365. And because safety is a top priority, COVID-19 protocols, including pre-screening measures and testing, are in place to keep you safe. Don't wait. Call today. Dial 855-605-2655. 855-605-2655. These are difficult times. It's winter and the pandemic continues to affect our lives every single day. And because we know this prolonged, increased isolation makes it harder to get sober and stay sober, Recovery Centers of America wants you to know that they remain open and ready to help. Recovery Centers of America is a drug and alcohol addiction treatment leader with detoxification and residential treatment centers across the East Coast and Midwest. RCA's expert team of medical professionals will customize a treatment program that works for you to help you overcome your addiction and begin a life in recovery. RCA always answers the phone and admits patients 24-7, 365. And because safety is a top priority, COVID-19 protocols, including pre-screening measures and testing, are in place to keep you safe. Don't wait. Call today. Dial 855-605-2655. What up, everybody? I'm Caleb. And I'm Micah. And we'd like to welcome you to This, this Life together. together. Oh, baby, you got it on the first page. It's been a while. I had to make sure I came correct. <laughs> Back at it like you never left. So on today's episode, we actually did a poll and took some suggestions from our audience to see what you guys wanted us to talk about. We've been gone for a couple of weeks, still adjusting to married life and really just being in a bliss bubble. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then uh, to go with that too, though, we have to... It's kind of hard to, I wouldn't say it's kind of hard to uh, do it on a weekly basis, but we can, we still have to live in order to come up with content because our content is not, I don't think we always talk about topics that aren't necessarily pertaining to our life. We we try to connect stuff to us, I, was, I would like to say. I think... I think it is about our lives. I think that's kind of... No, that's what I was saying. I think that's... We have yeah, to still I, live I it. Think, I think we we have been living life. That's why we really haven't had the time. Right. But that's what I was saying. On today's episode, we're going to be actually talking about gender roles. Now, this subject apparently is like something kind of touchy for some people, especially in the millennial age. And I, I understand why. But I also don't think that Caleb and I follow gender roles at all. I don't think we really follow a lot of normalcies, quote unquote, <laughs> or um, stereotypes or cliches. So I, I would agree. I think it really just boils down to the way that we look at our relationship and the way that we try to function. So we really, really, really try to function and look at our marriage as a partnership and as a covenant. 
So we don't really try to put these boundaries around who's doing something or when something got to get done. Like if it got to get done, it got to get done. Um, and it's interesting because the whole separate but joint mentality has come up in our finances, but I'll like explain a little bit more about that. And it's kind of funny how it has transitioned into being something where we were navigating it to now it's like, this really works in our favor. So, um, I don't know. I guess when we first started dating, I feel like we had a pretty thorough conversation about our expectations about who's going to do what, who's not going to do what. And this was one of the topics that came up in our Getting Ready for Marriage book that we read. And when Caleb and I talked about it, he was very, you know, open and honest about the fact that he was not someone who was going to be expecting a wife that was going to be just barefoot and pregnant at home, which a lot of people aren't because that's just not the age that we live in. But I wouldn't say that. I feel like I know some people that don't want their wives or their girlfriends to do nothing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's just the yeah. That's just not the time that we live in, though. Like realistically, that's just that's just not it. Nah. Um, and then also, my expectation of what a quote unquote man was supposed to do and be in a home was also something that I had to address and we had to address. And I think that was just more so something that I had to address with like put my ego in check. So I had these ideas of what a man was supposed to do based off of things that I had been told by my mom or by like my grandparents. And to a certain extent, I do believe that a man is supposed to be a protector and a provider. 100%. I agree with that. What I do not believe is a man should have to shoulder all these responsibilities by himself with no help from his wife. And I don't mean that as in like, oh, you paying your husband's bills. Well, technically, they are your bills. Exactly. And like vice versa. <laughs> like that, that, the money thing like i said was I something like that's that really, I really i don't I, understand what the connection or what the problem is but i feel like that usually starts it it's not really the overarching issue i feel like sure. it usually starts it though for sure so for me personally at the beginning of our relationship i was operating not under the assumption that's a bad word under um the, the thought process and the mindset that my husband should be paying for the bulk of everything. My husband should be doing X, Y, and Z in order for me to do A, B, and C, which is not how a marriage is supposed to function in any realm, regardless of whether it's finances, sex, or whatever. It should never be a situation where I'm only giving you A, B, and C if you're doing X, Y, yeah, and Z. Yeah, no contingency plans. Because at some point, I'm not going to be doing A, B, and C, but am I still going to be expecting you to do X, Y, and Z? Like, what's going to happen on the days when I fall short? So, to go back to what you said originally about oh, what we both were agreeing on in terms of us not really succumbing to gender roles, I think a lot, a lot of it comes back to our relationship with God and our relationship together with God. And I think that... And also very much so relationships that we've seen. That too. But I know for me, a constant reminder is less 
I thought it was going to be more of what I saw in terms of an example, examples that I didn't want to repeat. Mm -hmm. But now it's more of a constant reminder in terms of like scripture based. So not to get all churchy, but just being real. This is my daily, one of my daily things that I make sure I I do. Um, you know, it's Genesis 2, 18. And the Lord God said, it is not good that a man should be alone. I will make him a help meet for him. Now, to go off of that, it's not just to say, oh, the woman is just supposed to help the man. It's supposed to work both ways. So that's how I, I think that's how me and Micah kind of go at our relationship. We don't look at for somebody to do this, somebody to do that. It's rather... We're the, both seeking a common goal. Yeah, we, we know both, what needs to get done. Right. Who's going to do it? It's either we come to an agreement, somebody's going to do this, somebody's going to do that. If they fall short, then that's why we, it's two people rather than one. Right. And I think we always look for that in our resolutions, which I think has helped us a lot. It's just that, you know, I'm not expecting you to cook every day. I'm not expecting you to clean up the house by yourself. That's wild. That's why. And I think that that just speaks to a lot of the guys, too. Like, guys is trifling. Because it's like, nine times out of ten, y'all weren't raised that way. Y'all had to clean up your room. Y'all had to... I want to say y'all were chefing it up, but y'all did have to learn how to take care of yourself. So now you get to the point where you do learn how to take care of yourself, and now you don't want to. So I don't, I don't get how people just try to flip the script and then try to make it somebody somebody's supposed to do that stuff for you. Because if that's the case, you don't have a significant other or a husband. You got another child. So would you want to be in a relationship with somebody that treats you like a child? A roommate that you don't like. Exactly. Which so a bad situation. I think also. that's that really just that really boils it down. For me, it's just, you know, how can, basically, how can I be of assistance? <laughs> That's really how I feel like we always go at it. And I don't know if we, we don't have a time frame set on it, but I feel like we always, Mike and I always kind of circle back and then just ask each other, like, you know, is there anything that I could be doing better? What can I do to, to do this better? What can I be doing to do that better? And I think that that's always reassuring because not to say like, oh, it's always like, it's always something that she's correcting me on, but there's always room for correction. So I think that that also you know, speaks to, um, you know, just development in a relationship period is if you don't, if you're not allowing yourself to be vulnerable, vulnerable enough for criticism, whether it be harsh or not be harsh, then you're not going to really give yourself that leeway to grow with that person or by yourself. Yeah, I think something that we tried to establish was that we can say, and I think we even went over this in like premarital counseling, we can pretty much say anything to each other as long as we're saying it and doing it from a place of love, mm -hmm. like evidently from a place of love. And to Caleb's point, I'll legit ask, like randomly out of the blue, like, baby, is there anything that I could be doing to be a better wife to you? Because I want to be a great wife to Caleb. I think Caleb deserves a great wife. And I take you know, loving him very seriously. And I know he feels the exact same way. Neither one of us have been married before. We don't have examples right. of what we're looking to be because we are an example. That's something that we've come to realize also. Like, yes, we know people who are married who have amazing marriages, but that's their marriage. And they function on the basis of what works for them. And we have to figure out what really works for us. And establishing that there are not gender roles in our home is one of the ways that helps us function. And I think it's also awesome because if I need something, whether Caleb beats me to the punch and just does it, or even if I have to ask, I know, like, he got me. <laughs> like, it's not going to be like, oh, are you a woman? 
Like, oh why you need my help with laundry? That would have like, went terribly wrong. Oh, um, I'm not doing it. It's just like, so I don't like to see dishes like piled up in the sink day over day. So like the other day, I legit washed the dishes like three times and Caleb kind of yelled at me like, why are you washing the dishes? And I'm like, because they was dirty. He was like, well, you shouldn't have been washing the dishes the last time that you washed the dishes. Go sit down somewhere. Like, she, not could. Like, <laughs> she could. She like, could. So I was like, dude, let me wash the dishes. But I think that that's another thing too is um, like just like I said, you know, earlier, being able to be corrected. You also have to be able to like Micah has a I feel like <laughs> I feel like she has a guilty pressure in it. But sometimes I don't know how to sit down. So nine, nine, oh, I love sitting down. Nine, <laughs> nine times out of ten. If it's something that she's doing or whatever, and she's just doing it just strictly for so I can just not do nothing. Cause I might just be really just burning myself it out. Works. <laughs> no, that's not true. Sometimes Micah just be like, just go sit down. Just just go sit down. Just go relax. Can you relax for two seconds? And then I'll just be sitting. I'll fidget for like five seconds. I ain't gonna hold you up. But Perfect. then I get an example. <laughs> Perfect example. Two weeks ago, Caleb had the day off, and I'm like, baby, no. Matter of fact, I had the day off. This was just Friday, and you was like, what you gonna do on your day off? I said, sit in the house. You know, that's the thing that people do. And Caleb looked at me like he was offended. Like, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, you can do so much. Caleb went in and out of the house yesterday on his day off so much that my phone was going crazy at work because we have like a security system that notifies us every time somebody opens the front door so at the beginning of the day Caleb was cutting the grass early 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 I will tell you from the time that Caleb started cutting the grass which he did as soon as I left for work we left out of the house at the same time I left for work he left to cut the grass outside Till the time he left to go teach karate, my phone probably went up like 20 times. This man done went to two stores. He done went and got some sprinkler stuff. I'm just like, he just will not relax. Like I had to get some stuff done. But that's his, that's just his mentality. I think I think that's cool. You you do you, baby. <laughs> you do you. Um I'm gonna ask a question. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay. But I'm it's kinda hard to phrase it because I do it. So don't okay. don't answer it from the don't answer from your everyday life. Okay, I'm gonna just ask. I'm gonna just ask. I'm gonna just because I'm making it weird and it's not a weird question. So do you do you believe that men should open the door Absolutely. for women? Why? Because I don't think that chivalry is tied to gender roles. I think that's a chivalry thing. Like, you should very much so open the door for your wife, your girlfriend, I think even your female friends, your mom, your grandma. I think that's a chivalry thing. Is chivalry dead? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> um, I think chivalry gets you a long way. And I don't even mean just... So I have I'm, I've noticed that kids and adults alike, especially in my family, like the adults in my family don't address other adults like auntie and uncle. It's the weirdest thing to me. Weirdest thing ever to me. Wait, say it again? Like the adults in my family will call their aunt or uncle by their first name instead of saying auntie so-and-so or uncle so-and-so. Oh, yeah. That's the weirdest thing ever to me. And I feel like it's the complete opposite on my side because I feel like I... As it should be. People be getting cut. Like, who you just say? You should be. No, her name is Auntie Micah. 
I know she was. <laughs> I know she was my girlfriend and so my fiance. Cool. You better call her, Thanks, auntie. Lady, you better leave them babies alone. <laughs> they ain't your I friend. Like, I feel like Shiloh only called me auntie when he about to abuse me or like, ask him or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, we was watching TV on the couch. Shiloh was holding my arm for dear life. I said, "Lord, we just watching Wreck It Ralph. I know he's not scared. On the edge. He a bully. That's really what it was. He was twisting my arm like this. Well, he's trying to give you an Indian burn. All right." <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think chivalry is important. I think staying out of grown folks' business is important. There are, like, chivalry and just having a respect for your partner, like a mutual respect for your partner. Mind you, I have short arms, and obviously car doors work a little bit differently now. But I would try to open the door for you. Like, once you open the car door for me and let me in the car, like, That's I'll a, reach over. That is a test, open, though. That is a test. I'll try to reach open the, and reach over and open the door for you. Fellas, I will say that. If she don't open the door for oh, you, Lord. you might as well just leave her where she at. Because <laughs> that's just messed up. Uh, it's like, hold on. This is a two-way street. So now what you're saying is you better open. In my head, it's you better open that door. And then you better open your own door. And that in my head, it's just like, I don't know, it could just go with it could just go south. You gotta make sure I that, didn't even know that you paid attention to me. Heck yeah, that. girl. That's why I ain't say nothing. Lord. Because you had opened the door. <laughs> so what would you have been thinking if I hadn't opened the door? The conversation probably would have went different. I would have I probably would have asked you something totally different. Like, so, uh, is Shivery dead? And like, no, you just opened the door for me. But did you open the door for me? Lord. <laughs> we definitely talked about that, too. Like, people who was weirded out that you were chivalrous. And I'm like, that's dumb. Oh, I yeah. I will say one thing, though. I don't like flowers. I don't I don't, I don't like flowers. And it's not that I don't think flowers are pretty. And I like, I ain't gonna lie. I like the idea of getting flowers. I ain't gonna do nothing with no flowers. They're gonna be dead. That's I'm, not, I'm not gonna feed them. No, you're, I'm not no, feeding no stems. I might keep the vase, but we don't really have no room for an extra random vase. Yeah. Give me an edible arrangement. Something I could get multiple, you know, yeah. you get multi-purpose out of it. You get the pretty vase, and then you get to eat the fruit. And I get nourishment from my body, which makes me feel like you care about me. So, what are <laughs> what are some, I'm trying to think of some gender roles that are out there. Today, or like in general? Both. I would say today, there's this 50-50 mentality. That's a huge thing where some people are like 100%. We split everything 50-50. Oh, I got you. Or everybody else is still like trying to stick to the traditional sense of, oh, I'm a woman and I cook. So I want you to pay the bills or I do laundry. So I want you to do X, Y, and Z. Now, imagine you, I can't cut no grass. I ain't cut no grass, and Caleb ain't asked me to cut no grass, and I ain't volunteered to cut no grass. But if the grass needed to be cut and something was happening, I'm at that Caleb, you. listen. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm pretty sure that there are certain things that I do that Caleb just is, is not doing, but that does not mean he's not willing to learn them. Like what? I don't know. I can't think of nothing. Oh. <laughs> you stumped me. I was like, wait, what? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like sewing or crocheting. Like this. I don't we haven't know. had a need for that. I, I don't That's know. not a tab. Was that really a tab? That's a hobby. Anywho, <laughs> with the exception of the grass, we pretty much do everything like yeah, together. We don't really have like a whole gender role based system. I think that's silly. 
Yeah, that's that, that's almost sure to me. Like, woman, you better not do that. It's and like, huh? That was another reason why I had to check my thinking because I'm gonna expect you to help me with everything. Like, and I'm okay with that. That's why I'm big here. Big facts. That's I'm why just I'm here. Be like, yeah. So I'm just expect this to get done. And granted, Caleb was raised right, so he does a lot of stuff. And right. I, I'm not even gonna hold y'all up. Cause people be like, oh my god, common sense is just not so common. That's a lie. I feel like people really just be trying to use that as a cop out, and they just be lazy. Cause nine times out of ten, if especially if it's people that I know and my relatives, really like, that's what I'm saying. Just trifling. I know people who are married and their husbands like don't take out the trash. They don't help them clean up, but then come home from work and be looking at them like, oh, did you cook dinner? Like, bro, what? Yeah, like I, that's the problem. Maybe, maybe that's just the difference. Like, I don't have an issue with gender roles because I don't have to. I feel like we just operate in a partnership, so it works. Like for us, it just works. But for people who are stuck in a place where, like, like what do you do? Like if, like I, I, I don't like to drive, and then I'm expecting you to drive me all around all the time. Like, what happens when you get tired of driving? Like, we just not going nowhere? Like, yeah. how does that work? Just, ain't, just gonna sit there. How does that work? <laughs> but, yeah, I I think it's really interesting because I definitely see it play out. It has, I don't think it's been verbalized, at least not out in the open, maybe within the confines of their own home. But I feel like I definitely see it play out more now than ever. And I think... What, gender roles? Gender roles. Where it's like uh, really? this unsaid or this unspoken, like it, like this is just what it is. Like it's it's now. I am gonna say it is different if you are planning or you are like a stay at home yeah. husband or wife, because then that just brings on another set of responsibilities. Because being a stay at home, anything is a full time job. Right, right. Full time job. But I think, and I think they don't get people don't get enough credit for when they do do that. They just think like, oh, they on vacation, they not doing nothing. They other, they significant others just doing all of the work. Well, that's not necessarily the case. But it's different when, like again, the definition of I'm going to give you guys the Webster definition of trifling. Doesn't have it. Doesn't trifling. have trifling. Doesn't have it's, it's doesn't have a G. It's not trifling. It's trifling. Like it's when you instead of chitterlings. Go ahead. Ew. <laughs> trifling is when you know better and you don't do better. Period. You can use oh, that God. for any circumstance. Trifling is when you know better and you don't do better. So it's like I think I know people where they. I don't know if it's really the city girls just getting on people, getting in people's brains. Because this is like, dude, that ain't gonna work for you. That one girl is in jail. So it's like you the think other you, one is pregnant. So exactly, you see where she at. So, City Girls, I'm sorry, it's a cold summer for y'all. It's no longer a hot summer for y'all. I mean, it can still be a hot summer. They go, they trying to be hot I think for the that's wrong the reasons. Thing, though. Like, people hear stuff in songs and they really try to live this, like, stuff out. That like, ain't you, my baby. Or, like, you don't know all the aspects of the stuff that they're talking about. It's a song. Also true. So, anyway. Like, for some of the stuff, they're not even the ones writing the lyrics. they just rapping it. Lil Yachty. Very, very true. Um, but yeah, I just think that that's, I think that's foolish to try to operate in that way. Oh, back to the whole budgeting and money thing. So up until the point where me and Caleb got a joint account, obviously we were looking at our finances as separate. We knew going into marriage that we were going to be taking on debt 
whether it be for me or from him, but we had already established this our debt. Because one of us can't be debt free if the other one debt free. Like, it just does not work. Like, like what that. about dude going, I'm going to just go somewhere without you? Or? Like, she couldn't come. She had bills to pay this month. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> that'd be dirty. Like, oh, that'd be dirty. I left her the crib. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, I think that's something else that we just really have recently mastered. So, once we joined our accounts and like just started pooling our money together, we look about to be rich. And I just can't wait. Rich! And those don't walk into your job like Jeffrey. Caleb also keep telling strangers that I'm his sugar mama. No, they, they asked me. They put it on you. And I just be agreeing because it's funny. It's really not funny. Like, <laughs> it's really not funny. It makes me feel old. Or that you're rich. You just you think you got to think with the glass half full. You're the one with the guap. And just because you old, what's wrong with you being old? We're going to be old sooner or later. That's true. And it's going to be still lit. Also true. And we're going to be more rich. Anyways. Also true. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just think that, to go back to what I was saying about the unspoken gender roles, I think people come with these ex- expectations, and sometimes they aren't always verbalized to their significant other. They just kind of flow autonomously with... They like it's a difference with it's a difference between living with somebody and I'm trying to think of the word. Um just basically what is it? Co what's the word I'm looking for? Coexisting. Mm-hmm. Where you living with somebody, that means you going through everything together. I feel like that's where you, to type circle back to what you were saying in terms of it being a partnership. Now, that's something different than coexisting where y'all kind of just doing your own thing and then y'all basically just meet back at home. You, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I think that that has been more normalized than I think has been really talked about in terms of people just really, they'll do they'll literally do their own thing. They'll go to work. The other, the other person go to work. They got their set of friends. The other person got their other set of friends, which is, which is completely normal. But y'all doing everything separate. You're not doing life together. Yeah. And I think that that is only going to drive y'all apart. Like, what's keeping y'all together at that point? So, I guess, do you, my question would be, you personally, do you see yourself as a quote-unquote typical man? And me as a typical woman? Um, By society standards. Let's see. What is what is a typical man? I would say no for all the right reasons. In my mind, a typical man is supposed to be hard. They're supposed to be stern. They're not uh, communicators. They don't really talk. Um, men aren't supposed to be the intelligent ones. Um, they don't talk as much as women do. They are better with their hands. They're strong. They're not afraid of anything. All of that kind of stuff. I don't think that you are in that kind of a box. I think you are very in touch with your feelings. You are good at communicating those feelings. You don't really hesitate to communicate those feelings. And I think that that actually helps you be a better man. I, I would say the reverse. And not reverse as in you're not that you are a typical woman. But I would say kind of reverse in terms of some of the stuff that you said. Because I think, what, is, what are some stereotypes of women that y'all talk too much? Uh, that um, you only woman for money. Uh, <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> Anyways, give it up, big daddy. <laughs> but <laughs> in terms of just communication, I feel like 
Or we, that women are funny, because clearly I am. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Anyways, Micah is a chatty patty, but it's it's not no, negative. It's not in a negative way. Where she just be like, she's not the stereotypical woman that be just you just and you can if y'all close your eyes right now, I guarantee that you can envision somebody on the phone on a like a phone with a wire that's hooked up to the wall and just like wah 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 wah. I just picture Smokey Mama from Friday. I'm exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I don't I don't think she's like that. Um, I think Micah does a really good job at in, not including herself where it's just like she just be asserting herself and stuff that she don't need to. Just being my helper, I think it goes a long way that. You know, I'm not. I'm still getting used to having somebody that's basically like, "What do you want me to do? I can't do something if you don't tell me what you need me to do." So, like Micah said, I'm usually running or I'm on the go doing X, Y, and Z. But you know, to have somebody just say, "Okay, let's do this. You got one, two, and three to do. I'm gonna do four, five, and six. Let's split up and let's do that." And then they say, "You know, all of them is done." Instead of me trying to run around. And do everything at the same time by myself while she just sitting here twiddling her thumbs, like, oh, guess I'm not gonna do nothing. <laughs> That's a man's job. Yeah, I don't nah. I mean, with the exception of like Mike said, like with yard work and stuff like that, that stuff that we're still learning. Like I've always learned. I, I learned how to cut the grass when I was like 10. So I've been cutting grass for a while. So until I um get Micah comfortable enough so she can do certain things that I also know how to do, you know, then, you know, that's just going to be what it is. But in terms of, like, we both cook, we both clean, we both wash clothes. It's like the things that I feel like women are told to, or not told, but the things that are portrayed that women are supposed to only do, I feel like we both do. Yeah. So with that being said, how do you feel like we should be teaching gender roles or not gender roles to our children? And I also, I just want to make this clear. I don't think that having established gender roles in certain regards is a bad thing. Like I think little boys should behave like little boys and little girls should behave like little girls. And what I mean by that is I in no way, shape, form, or fashion feel like my kid can't play certain sports because they're a girl or vice versa. I don't feel like my son should not learn certain chores because they're a boy and vice versa. I do feel my son going to dress like a boy and my daughter is going to dress like a girl. Mm -hmm. My son is going to know to open doors for women and my daughter is going to know how to allow a man to be a man for her how a man should respect her, how a woman should respect him. And that's partially. That's what I mean by that. I wouldn't even say partially. I feel like majority of that is my responsibility. Because I'm her first I'm her first example. In terms of that, yes. But I think we're an example as a couple. We, well, yeah. We I mean, in terms of like, in terms of like defining like what a man should be, that's majority. I mean, we can tell him to do stuff all day long and teach him to do stuff all day long. But if we ain't doing it, they ain't going to care. Facts. <laughs> Big facts. So yeah. I think that's a, a joint thing. But do you feel like there are certain things that, as a daughter, she should not be allowed to do? Like, what about curfew? What about dating? Oh, they both gonna have curfews. Are they um, gonna be the same curfew? Though? Neither one of them are gonna be able to date until. Uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna be real. Like, you ready to get married? I'm only ten. No, 
that you don't need no girlfriend. What you running around here talking about you got a boyfriend for? So what happens if our daughter needs to have a talk about sex before our son does? How do we approach that? Well, it depends. Because if they're not twins, if she's significantly younger than him, we're going to have to have a conversation. What is happening at this school? Because <laughs> why is that even being brought up? But um, Who said that she learned it at school, though? She, where's she going to learn it at? Other kids. At school. TV. No, nah, she watching. Uh, she going to be watching the BVN. She watching all the Word Network. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, um, you know, I don't, I don't think there's going to be an issue because both of them are going to have to have a talk. It might not be at a specific age. And I think what, um, one of the examples that I have is my brother, he, he's talked to, like, I have a nephew now, oh my gosh, this dude about to be in high school. But, um, he talked to, he's talked to him in different stages of his life and have, has given him basically the talk in increments. Like he's given him this tidbits information so he can understand Rather than you basically just trying to have a, a horny teenager at 16 and they're like, they trying to go. And then you're like, oh, well, this is the birds and the bees. And when you got a girl that you like, this is what you do. Like, no, by that point, he already he already got his mom made up. She already got her mom made up. So, you know, you kind of got to make sure that you, I feel like that's what we'll have to do. And that's the same situation or the same thing that we're going to do anyway. We're going to give them bits and pieces of information in, in relation to religion, in relation to Christianity. And in that regards to everything, everything's going to have to be lumped in together. Um, and that all ties back into how we should bring them up. I think that's a great point, too. And I think that's also something that people try to use the word for a lot. Like trying to create gender roles and gender stereotypes out of messages in the Bible without context. A lot of times. Without context, but also taking the Bible very, very literally. And for example, what I said earlier about a man being a protector and a provider, that does not mean that as women, we have to sit on our hands and be helpless. Because I'm not going to always be, you know, Caleb's not going to always be at our house to protect us if something jump off. Like, oh, well, I guess since I'm not the protector or the provider, me and the kids just about to die because somebody to die. just broke in. Absolutely not, because I'm going to shut it down with now, this now, now, what happened? <laughs> but also, he laughing because he knows I'm serious. I'm so uh, serious. She's so small. <laughs> and I just envision her with this long neck gun. Anywho. Bruh. Yeah, they should envision me with it, too. But the thing that <laughs> I, I try to make a point to, and I still do, is even if you, don't, even if you can't get to a gun, I'll, I make a point for Micah to know how to defend herself. But that's because I, I shouldn't have to wait on a man to protect me. I'm not gonna always I'm be not there. I'm not gonna wait on a man to protect I'm me. I'm not gonna always be there. Does that make? I'm not a damsel in distress. And that's that's what it all comes down to. I had to make sure that you are taking care of whether I'm here or not. But that's I don't I don't feel like that's solely be your responsibility. No, it's not. It's not. But I'm saying I gotta do my due diligence because I have knowledge that I can give you. So I was saying that to say that I think male masculinity within Christianity is like another thing that has to be addressed when it comes to gender roles because women put certain stereotypes on a man based off of him being a man and we use scripture to back that up. A perfect example of this is, you know, husbands and wives and who submits to who. 
wives, you are supposed to submit to your husband. Well, yeah, but husbands are also supposed to submit to their wives. But that's what I'm saying. And what you were saying in terms of out of context, people only read that's one scripture. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying like people got to read the scripture before and after or read the whole chapter. Like Absolutely. You, that's, what, that's exactly what I'm saying yeah. about people trying to pervert the word. Because that's the next scripture. Their narrative. I mean, it's really, it's really no different than... Any other other terrible stuff that people try to use the Bible to fit their agenda for. Yeah. But even with that, like you can't just sit up and say, Oh, I'm supposed to just do whatever you say. Like I went to a wedding. Matter of fact, it's my brother's wedding. And the person that the officiant was telling my sister in law that she needed to submit to my brother. And at the time, I don't even remember if he read the rest of the scripture. And mind you, my sister in law She's been saved for a long time. She has been a member of this particular church literally all my life, and I'm sure even longer than that. Um, but she kind of laughed and smirked, which I'm sure she didn't. She might have been seriously. I don't know. But I think it's just interesting that they took it to be like something as a joke. Because when we got to that part of our ceremony, we already knew what was up. Like, I'm yeah. not about to laugh. Like, yeah, I submit to him because he submits to God. But he's going to submit to me as, you know, the same. So I think just having that understanding before I started going to premarital with Caleb and before I started even learning the Bible on my own, I just always just thought that that was it. Like, oh, wives are supposed to be submissive. That ain't true. That's a lie. And you don't get to basically grab me by my hair like some cave woman throw me down and be like, all right, we about to have sex so you can make these babies. And that then after we finish, happen. you can go and cook this dinner. That's Absolutely not. If anything, I'm throwing you down. And then after I finish, you're going to go pour me some Pepsi. But anyway. Wait a minute now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm about to go get me some water. Give me some too. You <laughs> tripping. <laughs> But saying that to say, like, I think that it's very important to really get to the root and the understanding of why gender roles were constructed. Um, I know, like, obviously, during the baby boomer time, gender roles had to shift even more because a lot of our men were off at war. So women taking on that responsibility and then the shift happened even further because at that point, we're no longer just domiciles or domestic, sorry. We're no longer just at home being Susie Homemaker or with Home and Garden Magazine, somewhere that's green. <laughs> the we are out here like working. We're breadwinners. We're successful. We're doing all these things. And I think to explore gender roles and the way that they've been constructed, we also have to acknowledge the fact that they are a part of a system that has been put in place especially in the black community to really degrade our relationships and break up our relationships like oh i don't need no man says what yes you do yeah and he needs you too he gonna pay for everything and i ain't gonna pay for nothing that's awesome. like dog you have a full-time job where's the rest of your money going um, <laughs> like where's the money going I don't, I don't get it i don't know no i will say i think that's a dangerous expectation to have on both ends like as your woman can i really assume in this day and age that you're gonna be paying for everything imagine i dated somebody who was like that 
I paid for one thing one time. They let me pay for something, and it was because they was it was their birthday. And even though like I tried to pay initially, I had already told him like, yeah, I'm taking you to brunch or whatever for your birthday. And he was like, oh, okay. But when we got there, like he was still adamant that he was paying for it. And I'm like, no, bro, I got you, you I got it. I, you can't live in extremes. Like, there is no everything, all or nothing. I will say that just really depends on if that is something that works for you, though. Like, you can definitely date somebody. Like, I'm pretty sure, first of all, dating is very different than marriage. Because when you're married, ain't no your money and my money. Like, either way, we got to pay for this. Like, if you my spouse and you broke, we broke. Look, I don't care. This look bad on both of us. I don't care (laughs) where the money coming from. I take every, I appreciate every penny you bring in this house. Like, (laughs) but saying that to say, I don't, I I think if it works for you, if you're in a position, whether you are the male or the female, if y'all have had a conversation and you are comfortable paying for everything, if you are comfortable being the one who always cooks, if you are comfortable with being the only one who does like the dishes or sweeping or mopping or laundry or whatever, that's a conversation that y'all need to have. I think it's ridiculous to say that because I'm a woman and you're a man that we should have to do it a certain way. Because if that don't work for us, but we great together, then what? Like, oh, well, oh, well, I guess that's it. Because we couldn't figure out how to be adults and make it work. Like, that's dumb. Or what if you just genuinely never learned something that's supposed to be considered a skill that a man has? Like, what if you're not that handy? Am I just going to yeah. be like, oh, well, you less of a man because you can't fix the kitchen sink? If you ain't never needed to fix your kitchen sink, that's stupid. I just learned how to change the tire like a couple years ago. I ain't going to hold you up. <laughs> now because my tire got flat and my boy was like, bro, you don't know how to change the tire? I'm like, look, bro, you have to show me. You only got to show me once or twice and I got it. But I ain't never had to change no tire before. I would have been on the side of 96 like, excuse me, Richard Triple Can you come get me? I don't know what I'm doing. Before I ruin this car. Like, oh, you still got the wheel locks on, buddy. Man, that's what I had to learn. Don't you just detach yeah, that mug. I know how to change a tire. Bingo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's just something that has to be discussed. Something that you have to have a level of comfortability with your partner on in order to find that common ground. There are certain things that I expect from Caleb 100% to be doing as my husband. But none of those things are things that Caleb already just does not feel like he should be doing as a man. Like, I'm not expecting him to be doing anything crazy. Like, I just expect him to be himself. I expect him to be respectful of me and of our home and be chivalrous and help me. And I... Expect him to expect those things of me. Girl, yeah, because I'm going to need your help. (laughs) I got you. I got you. (laughs) So I just try to make sure, like, at the end of the day, I can't ask him to do something for me that I'm not willing to do for him. Because that's going to get played. I know a lot of people who are like, oh, yeah, when I was growing up, my mom would never uh, pay for nothing. That's why your daddy died at 50 of a heart attack. Jesus Christ. That just got real dark. But it's the truth. Like, he was putting a lot of unnecessary stress on himself that he probably didn't have to put on himself. That's why he was never home, because he was working at the plant until he was 62. Like, 
just just not the era that we live in and that's not even to say like that's a bad thing it's just a realistic scenario that we have to accept that we don't necessarily have to do things that way it's just i mean it really just go back to two is two is just better than one my goal is for us to both be stay-at-home parents when we could get there uh well yeah it's 2019 give me about give me about two and a half Give me two and a half years. We'll be I don't even think it's gonna take that long. I, I'm just giving us. We both got a lot. Of I'm overshooting. Houses. I'm overshooting. So okay. when we when we make it before, it's gonna be like, dang! Remember that one time I said two and a half when we moved out? We did that in six months. Yeah, bang. Word. So yeah, <laughs> I think that gender roles are um, just really not a modern concept in a way that to try to revert back to that thinking would be very detrimental to a relationship because that's just not the time that we live in. But I also think that it's very, very significant for you to have conversations with your significant other, especially if you guys are married, to have an understanding of who's doing what, who's comfortable doing what, who's not comfortable doing what. Because you always find somebody that's willing to do what you need them to do. But if you don't ever ask those questions, then how you going to know? You don't have to settle. Just, I mean, if, even if you are somebody who wants a traditional relationship, you still don't have to have a conversation with somebody. Don't go into it like, oh, well, um, I was taught that my wife should cook dinner every night and do the dishes and I don't got to do nothing. And I'm going to sit on the couch with my feet up until the food done. Then she going to fix my plate. No, that's not how you approach that situation. You should be asking the person that you're in a relationship with, how do they feel about when they come home from work as well, because I'm sure they're going to be working. We're not that old. And I don't know nobody that's in a position where they just on their own working from home every day and they single. Um, what happens when you come home from work? Like, who's cooking? Are we taking turns cooking? Like, what are, what yeah. are we doing? If that don't work for you, just be like, okay, well, you know, I was operating the assumption that things would be a little bit different. If that doesn't work for you, cool. Deuces. Back off. But you got to be willing to be realistic with that person, realistic with yourself, and understand that you might not get what you're asking for. You could live, you could lose out on the baddie. It got to be. It just has. It has to be a discussion. That's what it all boils down to. You can't go in with these blind expectations, then you be pissed because you ain't getting what you you want, but you haven't verbalized. Then you. (laughs) That just made me think of something that one of our friends posted on Facebook last week mind you he posts crazy stuff all the time but he said that he was talking to some dude an old head and i quote and he said he asked the dude was saying that his wife don't cook or clean or something to that effect and our friend asked like well why did you marry her lazy self that and that's a nicer way than what he said but my question is, and the guy apparently like didn't know, but my question is like, when you, uh, is he unhappy with her? Like, is he genuinely happy with her? He, like, what he is gonna the have to be unhappy. Their relationship, I'm so look, confused. Look, man, I have so many questions. I have love for everyone in this world, but if somebody came at you like that, there will be no discussion. <laughs> there will be no discussion. Shut it down, baby. All four knuckles, because I'm not including my thumb. Will be slapping them. Yeah, I, <laughs> like you know about. But the, I wonder. I said that to say I wonder if that plays a factor into their relationship. Like maybe he harboring some type of resentment. And for some reason in my mind, I just imagine this person as like Ike Turner. But geez, 
Not like the real Ike Turner, like the Lawrence Fishburne. Fishburne. He was still hitting her. I mean, yeah, but I don't mean like with the abuse. I just mean like somebody who talks like Ike Turner. Like, oh, oh, so you ain't you ain't gonna get in there and cook them dishes? Oh, all right. cook the dishes. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah, all right, anime. You better get in there and cook them, them green beans. All right. And now when he hungry. Oh, you so you ain't you can't cook. My man teach you how to cook. Like I just imagine. Somebody like that. And I just was like, how do you end up with somebody in a relationship if that's a problem? Because clearly it is if you let somebody else demean your spouse and call them lazy. That's how, crazy. How is it? But he you, agreed. With that's that. what I mean. Like, because even if you don't get, if you give no response, that's a response. I don't know. I don't know why I married her. Or if you just don't even, if you don't nip that in the bud, like it's all jokes until. It's not a joke. And by that, I mean, you can joke, you can kid, but ain't going to be no a kiki if you go too far. Like, I'm, I'm going to check you. Like, I guess that's just where it got to be. I'm working on my attitude and my anger, but I shut you down about my husband. And that was before it was my husband. Shitty, shitty, bang, bang. But I'm working on myself. Yeah, because we got to pay the, the mortgage. We can't be going to jail. You feel me? Also true. We don't live in Florida with those ridiculous gun rules. Well, we told Major to have the bill money ready. Major, get the money ready. <laughs> he ain't got to have it right now. We don't need it. We good. But I think that's a good note to end it on. If you have... <laughs> what, what's one song... About gender rule? No. Oh. <laughs> you ain't let me finish. So what's one song that you feel like People listen to today and really think that's how gender roles are supposed to be. Mm. Uh, Act Up by the City Girls. <laughs> that's what all that's. I mean, I've been seeing it on my timeline for the last three months. I was going to say Money by Cardi B, but they both in the same realm. Nah, I feel like it's all Act Up. And it's people that don't even act like that. Like, you never was ghetto. It's like you never been poor to the point where you felt like you had to scam somebody as your source of income. Like, just stop it. Just stop. Stop. That's real. <laughs> JT is not, that is not Colossians. Y'all sit up here living your life like I'm JT. That's how people live it. It's just like, oh my God, did you hear what she said? I think that's more so the attention that they get for saying it though. I don't think it has guess. anything to do with the stuff they're actually saying. I think it's just the fact that, one, women don't really get to talk cash like that, but do, do it True. all the time. And then, two, I give you that. The attention that they get from Drake or from whoever, like that—that just don't, just don't, just don't be a bird. That's all it comes down to. Just don't be a bird. Bird is the word. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, we about to go in here and eat this good roast that I have prepared for dinner, and then go see mom play some baseball, and we will catch you all next time. Holla. Bye. These are difficult times. It's winter, and the pandemic continues to affect our lives every single day. And because we know this prolonged, increased isolation makes it harder to get sober and stay sober, Recovery Centers of America wants you to know that they remain open and ready to help. Recovery Centers of America is a drug and alcohol addiction treatment leader with detoxification and residential treatment centers across the East Coast and Midwest. RCA's expert team of medical professionals will customize a treatment program that works for you to help you overcome your addiction and begin a life in recovery. RCA always answers the phone and admits patients 24-7, 365. And because safety is a top priority, 
COVID-19 protocols, including pre-screening measures and testing, are in place to keep you safe. Don't wait. Call today. Dial 855-605-2655. 855-605-2655. When you're a pro, you got to do a little bit of everything. A little. A little. And even a little. And it helps to have something that works as hard as you do. That's why Valspar has a paint for every job, every room, every time. Valspar. You make it happen, we make it possible. Pros, head to Lowe's today and talk to a pro rep about getting up to 10 free gallons of Valspar through a paint trial program. Exclusions apply. See ValsparPro.com for details.